set it up. All right, man, let's get to it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this. And uh, I'm back. We back, baby. You tune into another episode of It's a Black and White Thing with A1 and A Ward. You can check us out um, by going to any social media platform, following us at Brains and Bars. It's Instagram, Twitter. I'm not on TikTok yet. Maybe someday. I got enough going on in my life. I don't need TikTok, at least not yet for the show. Um, you can also check us out by going to the podcast app of your choice, searching for at Brains and Bars or It's a Black and White Thing. Follow uh, follow the show, subscribe, and you get the notifications once a new show is posted. Maybe we're going to be back on a full-time basis. We'll see how this goes tonight. <laughs> um, also, if you're live watching us on YouTube, subscribe, hit the notification bell as well. Um, so also, while I'm thinking about it, support the homie A Ward. He has a battle coming up uh, next weekend. Or no, this weekend. I'm sorry, my bad. This weekend, A Ward, A Ward versus Soul Khan going down this weekend. I battle in New York. Um, my homie's going to go out there. Battle Soul Khan, one of the uh, I don't want, I don't know if legend is the right word, but definitely one of the more memorable names in battle rap history. Um, and that's going down this weekend on I Battle. I am Award.com, I believe, for our merch. I might have that wrong, but if I'm wrong, I got somebody who will correct me because Award's not here tonight because he's riding, preparing for that battle. So I got you know one of the other horsemen to pull up. Um, he is Mr. I I write with God and I'm right with God. Did I get that right? Loso's in the you building. You did get it right, man. What's up, bro? Again, Loso making another appearance to save the black and white podcast from <laughs> disappearing forever, bro. Every, every you know, every couple months I, I gotta come and put the battery in your back, you know, and make sure that you are not sinking the ship. So you know what? You're right, you're right. So I gotta I gotta give credit to Loso. Loso hit me up yesterday, like, bro, like we need to do a show, man. And I'm like, all right. So what, what? What are we talking about? So he was like, whatever. Let's just let's just jump on live and let's talk. And I, and I feel like, and I feel like there's like it's just too many topics to like not hear your perspective. One, I mean, but what they don't know, a one is that we do our mini podcasts in our group chat. Like we're constantly <laughs> debating Facts. and we're constantly like, um, you know, just giving our opinions on on different sports takes. And so this is just obviously the the outward manifestation of what's going on in our group chats anyway. Yep, yep, yep. Shout out Mama Ward in the building. Hope you had a good holidays. Have Mama a, Ward. Have a good new year. Glad to see you with us tonight. Um, yeah, so yeah, man, we got a dope show pack pack for you. I'm gonna be honest, man. I have I normally this show, you know, it's the only sports podcast with brains and bars. You normally talk um battle rap, man. I'm a I'm gonna be honest, like I'm not and haven't been in a battle rap mood. I haven't watched any of the Civil War battles. Yeah. I can't tell you the last time I actually you actually that's a lie. You versus Klutz was the last battle that I watched um, nice. on the URL app. So that was a good. You one. know, hopefully the new year, new year will bring, I guess, get me more into the mood of yeah. wanting to watch and be a part of the culture. Man, I don't know what it is. So next time we have a show, I'm gonna watch the Civil War battles. I heard Twerk and Sick was really good. I've seen some clips. Really good. And that really was really good. dope. Um, really good. War talked about CGA versus Mr. Biscuit. Shout out to Mr. Biscuit. Shout out, Mr. Um, Biscuit. You know that was really good. And I heard that Nitty and Fonz. Oh my goodness! Yeah, really probably probably battle tonight. Probably up there with battle of the year. 
Um, I thought Snake Eyes and Bad News wasn't wasn't bad as well. I mean, that just dropped him and Holla Bags and Bodies. Yes, Bags and Bodies. Um, yeah, shout out Bags and Bodies. It just dropped as well. Easy and Big T. Um, that that, I heard that was a body though. That I was that, that was. Yeah. But if you want to just see, you know, Easy kind of just continue on this incredible run that he's on, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, but um, but yeah, I mean, you know, a bunch of YouTube drops that we actually end up getting from different leagues, and then like you said, the Civil War. I thought Clean Paper did good against Stumbles. Uh, you know, you got the, all the controversy around rock and slave. So it's just good to watch that Darius slave, uh, from Philadelphia Eagles. You know, he just commented on it. Um, so um, really, but his, but his comment was, did they fight? <laughs> That's what he wanted <laughs> to know. He was like, can anybody confirm if rock and slave, you know, caught the fair one afterwards. And so, wow. um, but, but, you know, he's definitely tuned in and he's made comments in the past about some of the uh, battles, but but yeah, man. So um, I know it's just for you. It's just opportunities. You know, you just kind of just getting in the mood to watch it. But there definitely is some good content out there. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm in another battle rap uh, group chat, and um, mm-hmm. they were like, "Yeah, like, bro, like, it's it's definitely some good battles out there for you to mm-hmm. check out." Like I said, man. Like, hopefully, you know, the new year, I'll yeah. be able to really sit down. I got Friday off. I got Friday and Monday off. Mm-hmm. You know, Notre Dame plays Friday, so you know, maybe nice. in between that. Sitting at home, I throw on the URLTV.tv app, or I get yep. Coastal Rain, go check out Bags and Bodies with Hitman Hollis Lee, <laughs> yes. and go check out the uh, reality show. I thought it was really dope what he did with that. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I, I do need to get back into my support bag and get back to supporting people, you know, that I know, some that I'm acquainted with, and uh, get back in the battle rap mode. So, yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it, man. We got a dope show for you tonight. We're going to jump into uh, – I'm going to start with kind of from – I don't want to say least to greatest. I don't think that's fair. I'm an NBA fan. I'm I'm a basketball fan over football first and foremost. But we're gonna start with the NBA. NBA starting to heat up. Had the Christmas Day games go down. Um, you know we we're nearing the midway point of the season. I mean we're just a couple of months away from the All Star break. But it's been a lot that's happening in the league thus far, man. And I guess my first question to you is is parody finally hitting the league like i think that is something that the nba has strived has has strived for for several years um you know you got memphis new orleans at the top of the standings golden mm-hmm. state is struggling the lakers are down um the jazz who everybody thought was going to be tanking for when Yama <laughs> is right now the playoffs started they be in yeah. and i think even if you look at like like the Lakers, I think, are 12th in the standings right now, but they're still – they're not far away from even getting to that AC. Yeah. Now, they got a lot of work to do, and I don't think they'll get there. But yeah. you look over in the East, obviously, to me, that's a that's the top-heavy conference right now. Yeah. You got – I mean, New York made a nice little run, but they're still six in the conference. But you got – not Miami. You got Boston. You got Milwaukee and the Brooklyn Nets quietly. Mm-hmm. Quietly. No drama around the team. Just ball. And they are making some moves. So, what, eight in a row, eight or nine in a row. Yeah, yeah, and like eleven. I was eight or nine in a row, eleven or twelve or something like that. I just saw. So mm-hmm. they are making making some moves. No controversy, just playing ball, and they are third in the conference right now. So I'll, I'll throw that question back out to you. Do you think parity is finally hit the NBA? Man, I don't. So like you said, it's definitely uh, quote unquote top heavy, and I, I would even put Philly in the Eastern Conference too because they're. They're up there as well, and they've been uh, playing well. James Harden quietly has not been getting the 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 praise due to him for adjusting at just as a pure point guard now. He's literally a pure point guard over at Philly. But, um, man, I don't know if it's parody, bro, because parody would, would, would tell me, like, man, you know what? We have all these 
great teams in the West. But I think it's just more so like, yo, no team is just really dominating. Because even the Pelicans at two, like, here's the thing. I'm looking at those teams, and I don't believe in none of them. I don't believe in any of them. Like, I, one team, even Denver at number one, with Jokic mm. playing out of his mind, I'm looking at it like, yeah, I guess you guys will kind of be the favorites, but we've kind of seen this story. I mean, Jamal Murray's getting healthy again, and, and Aaron Gordon's playing good, and Michael Porter Jr.'s there. But my thing is, like, the Warriors aren't in the play-in right now. I think they're 11. Right, like they're, they're like 10, little... they're 10. I'm looking at the okay. standards right now. Okay, so they're, so they're 10. So they're in... so yeah, so they would be in the play-in. But my thing is like they you you almost feel like, well, if they just get in, they could beat Denver. They could go ahead and beat Pelicans. You know what I'm saying? If if they get healthy, if Wiggins and Curry get back, even though they don't win on the road for some reason, you almost feel like yeah, they could do it. LA, LeBron and AD, like, are we really gonna count them out if they get in somehow? Luca yes. he and then, oh, so, and, then, and then, and then, a guy like Luca, it's like, yo, like, I, he's must see TV, but it's like he's just constantly just float, you know, staying above five hundred. One day, you know, Dallas Mavericks will win two two games in a row, then they'll lose three. Then they'll, you know, what I'm saying, then they'll lose to the Magic, then they'll beat the Pelicans. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you just don't know. So I don't know if it's. I mean, it's definitely there's no dominant team. We don't have the KD Warriors um, issue anymore, which I don't. Which which my question to you, a one was like. Was that bad for the league? Because my thing is like, I want to ask like, what what are the ratings like? Are, are ratings down today than they when they were you know two three years ago? Or maybe and then then I got to compare that to even like you know okay when the nineties when Jordan and them were here like I like I don't know because my thing is like I almost liked the fact even though I'm not a Warriors fan I like the fact that KD and Steph were being hunted. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a team up top where like everybody's like. We want to go knock those guys. In the East, it was always LeBron, right? Like, everybody was like, okay, we got to go knock LeBron down. In the West, when KD and them were there, it was like, okay, we want to hunt them down. That's why it was such a it was such a, 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 big, a big situation when Harden and them were kind of like, you know, putting a team together to go ahead and knock that Warriors team and then taking them to seven games. So, like, now I don't know if it's like, yo, do I want to go watch – Denver and and Utah and, and all those guys because like there's not this like dominant historical thing that's going on now if Luca had his team at number one you know what I'm saying that'll probably be a different conversation uh if the Warriors were healthy that'd be a different conversation if Memphis weren't running their mouth and then losing to the to the eight to the B team of the Warriors on Christmas Day national television that would be a different conversation so parody is hitting the NBA in a sense of like yeah you don't have one dominant team but I don't know if that's necessarily what's best for the league. So I'll say this, like historically the NBA, there are two things that have made the NBA as successful as it's been from a ratings perspective. Right. And I do think that there is a problem right now with the regular season and getting fans to care about the regular season. Right. They say the season's too long. The argument for so long was it did not matter because the Bulls were going to win. Or if you go back to the 80s, right, it's Lakers or Celtics, then it's Bulls. Mm -hmm. Then you have, like, the Spurs and Lakers trading off. You have LeBron's dominance and then the Warriors, right? So the the prevailing argument was, well, it didn't matter who got there because one team was always going to win the championship. Well, now I think the problem that you have (laughs) from that perspective is, yes, you're right, you don't know who's going to win, but also you don't have a dominant team. And I think the thing that this league is missing is you don't have, you need hate. 
Right. Yeah. So on top of all of those mm -hmm. other things that happened with having a dominant team, you had the Lakers and Celtics rivalry. You had the bad boy Pistons rise up. You had their beef with the Bulls. Right. You had all these Eastern Conference teams, Knicks versus Bulls, then Pacers versus Bulls. You had all these different teams that were fighting with that dominant team to get over the top. And so, like, in the league today, you don't – I don't want to say it's buddy-buddy because that's not true because when you get to the playoffs, when you have to face a team up to seven times, mm -hmm. you start to see that rivalry come out, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The Suns and the um, – the Suns and the Pelicans, right? That series yeah. from last year spilled over to this year. You have the Suns and the Mavericks from last year. That back and forth has spilled over into this year, right? You have um, Memphis and Golden State. Memphis and Golden State. And the reason why Golden State stepped up like they did without Steph, one, they are a different team at home versus on the road, but they don't like each other. Yeah. Right. They took exception with the with the uh, Grizzlies getting a little spicy last year and kind of talking, talking mm -hmm. spicy. And it just carries over. And that's what the league needs to give like a battle rap kind of feel to this. If you have face offs, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. shout out to Jay Black. If you can have face offs and you can have Luca and Devin Booker sit across from each other and talk about their upcoming matchup. Yeah. Right. Like if you could have. um if you can have, oh, what's his name? Oh, snap. I'm trying to blank on his name. You have Ja and um, like Clay Thompson mm -hmm. sit across from each other and talk their talk, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You need this spicy talk, which I know a lot of people were mad at Ja Morant for coming out and saying, like, I'm, I'm not concerned with nobody in the West. And when yeah. asked to clarify on that, he was like, Did you hear what I said? Did I stutter? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. You know this. You need that kind of spicy <laughs> yeah. talk to happen in the league to be able to get more eyes on the game because yeah. that Warriors Grizz game had all that backstory leading into it. So you and I'm not sure if you I'm not sure if you remember, but uh, Dylan Brooks, like uh, a couple games before, he does a, a post game interview and they ask him like, "Hey, do you feel like this Christmas game is losing a little bit of its uh, storyline because Steph Curry's not there?" And he goes, you know, we obviously want him to be there, but it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm Clay, Clay Thompson's the matchup that I want. He was running his mouth last year, and I'm going to show him how I play defense. So when Clay shoots that jumper and Dylan Brooks falls and Clay's over there, I was like, yo, I'm with this. <laughs> like, yes. I, and, and Dylan Brooks saying that in the post-game interview, even though I was going to watch the game regardless, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, NBA had a tough – they had a tough task anyway because football was on, right? Like the NFL. We don't. We gonna talk about that. We gonna was, get to that. Which was kind of messed that. up, right? But like my thing is like I'm me. I'm just a sports junkie, so I'm going back and forth. I'm going back and forth no matter what game's on. I'm going back and forth. But like the reason why I'm tuned into the Memphis Golden State game is because primarily, obviously, everything else that was happening. I remember Ja in the seat in the in the off season told Draymond, "Yo, Christmas Day, let's get it locked in." And Draymond was like, yo, the champs play at home on Christmas. Y'all come over here. And Ja was like, bet, say less. Then Dylan Brooks makes that comment. And I was like, I want to see. All right, you know what, Clay? Steph Curry's injured. Even when Steph Curry got injured, I was like, you know what, Clay? I want to see what you're going to do. I want to see if you're going to put the ball on the floor, talk your track. Because I saw Clay and Devin Booker go at it earlier this year. Listen, so I was that's like, another one. So, that's so another when, one. So when he hits that shot and he's hovering, he's he's going over Dylan and, and Draymond is talking trash. And, you know, like I, I was like, yo, this is what I'm even though it was a even though a quarter, quarter blowout, you know, it was, it was they, late in the they third were, quarter. They yeah, late away. in the third out. But, but even when Jordan Poole got ejected. 
you know, the Memphis, I think they brought it down to 10, and I was like, okay, what's going to happen? But regardless, Warriors, you know, just kept that lead. But that's what you write. Like, that type of talk makes us tune in. The Pelicans and the Suns, I wouldn't necessarily, even after last year's playoffs, I didn't necessarily want to tune in. But when I'm seeing Zion do that windmill dunk at the end and then his post-game interview and say, you know what, I wasn't playing last year, and they knocked us out, so we here. And then now, you know, Chris Paul, obviously, you know, he's always going to do something controversial. He bows uh, my boy uh, Alvarado, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, it's like, okay, cool. And then Brandon Ingram, I don't know if you saw, but he was posting stuff on his story. Like, you know, uh, uh, Cameron Payne, you ain't like that. Sit down. Like, I'm like, yo, <laughs> let's, let's get to it. Book it again, bro. And so I wanted to see when they matched up again. And mm-hmm. so, and then the next, the next time they matched up, Booker goes for what? 50 58. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like that, like, I, I agree with you. I don't know. I don't want to shorten the season because you start messing with history at that point, right? It's just like, mm-hmm. all right, then what do we do? What do we do with records? What do we do with points per game? What do we do with all these different things? And so, um, and then I don't even know if I necessarily like the, like the idea of in, in season tournaments, kind of like how college, I know people have thrown that, throw that idea out, but it's like, for what? Like, I just don't know what that looks like. Um, I just think what you said, I just think, Hey, hey, allow the trash talking, allow the storylines, allow those, allow the players. Not, I mean, obviously you can't get them to do face-offs, but let those post-game interviews, let them be uncensored, you know, let them say whatever they want to say and Hey, pu- you know, televise it, put it on sports center, make sure ESPN is putting it out there. NBA, do your best job at marketing it. Such and such said this, make commercials to go around it, almost like mini trailers. If you want to go ahead and get this big, you know, ESPN or TNT game or whatnot, and sell it that way because for me, I was going to be tuned in regardless of what the NFL was doing, even though it was kind of dirty. Because NFL, Christmas Day was never your day, bro. But I was like, you know what? Go ahead. But I was going to be tuned in regardless, man. You're, uh, you're, you're muted right now. Like I was saying, this is what the league needs. We need that back and forth. We need these rivalries to pop up because when you have – so this – Let's just take a traditional one, right? Lakers versus Celtics. That game took place about two weeks ago. Lakers were up. I'm sorry, Celtics were up big. Lakers make that huge run in the fourth quarter. They get up 13. Then Jason Tatum, who is last year, I was on that. Jason Tatum is not a superstar. Newsflash, ladies and gentlemen, he's a superstar now. (laughs) He's taken the leap. He is, shout out to you. He's taken the leap into the next level. Um, so like that game, obviously traditional rivalries, East Coast versus West Coast, you got all eyes on that, but you need more of that in this league. And as you have these teams, like mm-hmm. I said, in the West kind of jockeying for position and for power, the East, like I said, the East, man, we need, honestly, Katie's the villain. Like yeah, we need yeah, Katie yeah. to be, we need Brooklyn to be good because mm-hmm. Katie's going to talk spicy, whether you like yeah, it or yeah. not. Like he's yeah. going to do his thing. And that's what we need in this league. And I'll say, I'll get this out of the way now. I'm not, we're not ready to go to NFL, but you brought it up. So I want to say it. People, y'all got to stop supporting bad football. Y'all got to stop watching bad football games just yeah. because the NFL is on. I don't know what yeah. it is about me. Maybe I just turned 40 and I turned 40 and a lot of things changed in my life. But like, I was not like, I saw those matchups, Broncos versus uh, Rams. I said, no, no, we're, we're watching Bucks Celtics in yeah, this yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the only time my TV went to that channel was because Bucks Celtics was at halftime. And I went to the Nickelodeon feed to try to give me a little bit more entertainment value while disgusting. I watched the game. I, th- I thought it was only on the Nickelodeon feed. 
<laughs> no, I thought I thought that game was only on Nickelodeon. I was like, this is nasty. Ah, uh, it was just like I didn't. The only game I cared about was Packers and Dolphins, and to me, that was the only. Granted, I understand that, that was a good game. Uh, Bucks, Bucks, and Cardinals went to overtime. Who cares? That was a, like that it, was a nasty overtime though. Just, just not good football. Like y'all don't have to watch these games. Your fantasy lineup is set. You watching it isn't going to change the outcome. You watching it ain't going to help you hit the parlay or the yeah, money yeah. line. But that's what it is, though. That I think because I think I don't know if it was you, but somebody has sent me a tweet. Um, this is a while ago, and it was like they they picked a terrible primetime game, right? It was like I don't know if yeah. it was maybe it was even a Sunday or primetime game or something like that. But it was a terrible game. It was like Browns and somebody, right? And it and it showed how that game brought in more viewership than like a big time NBA game, right? And it just goes to show that like no matter what people are going to tune in, but I do think it's because of parlays and it's because of fantasy football. Fantasy football like for me even like bro, like like I was watching that Bucks and Cardinals game even though it went to like 1130, like over where I'm at, bro. I was watching that game because I was like, Mike, can you please get open, bro, and catch another damn pass, bro? Like how many games are you going to go ahead and, and and only catch two passes and give me five fantasy points? Let me. Well, I guess this year he's probably not going to get to 1,000 yards. But I feel like Mike Evans has like the He's at nine. Home. He's at nine. I just checked. He has, he's at like 940 or something like that. And he has two games. So – Yep, he's nine seventeen. Okay, he's 917. Nine, if he gets to a thousand yards again, I don't. Yeah, but I, I that's but, what I'm saying, bro. Like, but but hey, what? It's the nastiest. Like he has like the record, I think, for like a thousand yards. It's the nasty. Like he has like a season with a thousand and one, and people like he's a <laughs> he's eclipsed a thousand yards every season. I'm like, yeah, but come on, bro. No, like he'll have like three games where he goes <laughs> off like hundred and fifty. And then yeah. the rest of them be like five catches for 60 yards. And it's just that over and over yeah, and over yeah, again. Yeah. It's just like, bro, like how you keep tricking us into getting a thousand yards and I don't get it. I don't, I don't, <laughs> but yeah, but that's what I'm, y'all, y'all got to stop supporting bad football. Like that um, Chargers Colts game last night. Like I'm on Twitter, like, yo, y'all really watching this? Man. I had somebody on fantasy playing in that game. And I was like, he going to do what he going to do. And yeah. I'm going to win or I'm going to lose. Like y'all got to stop. They they playing mind games on y'all to think y'all gotta watch these games. Y'all don't yeah. listen. Go be a family man. I watch uh Best Man on Peacock with my wife last night. I played with my <laughs> son last night. Like go be a family man. Yeah, like yeah. Don't, don't have to watch these bad football games just because yeah. football is on. Unless it's your squad. If it's your team, I get it. You gonna yeah, watch with your home team. squad yeah, no matter yeah, what. Yeah. But other than that, man, man. Yeah, because even if you're a football, me. if you're a football fan, it's like I guess there's some storylines, right? Like you want to be like, all right, Jeff, like. You're gonna finally win a uh, uh you're gonna finally win a game, you're gonna not get outscored in the fourth quarter, or if it's like, all right, Justin Herbert, can you can you throw a touchdown in the last three games? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you just gonna give it an Eckler every time and it just you know finally make the playoffs? So, like, there are some storylines there, but you're right. I mean, this like football, unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, but just let's just be honest, it reigns supreme. That is America's pastime now. Baseball is out the window. And basketball, as entertaining as it is on social media, because when ESPN, Bleacher Report, when all those guys give you their end of the year stats, the number one clips are always Steph Curry. Steph Curry eclipses wow. anything that an NFL does. It's Steph Curry, it's LeBron, it's John Morant. Last year, that's literally the most viewed clips that they had. When Bleacher Report wow. puts out stuff, Steph Curry race so like, we want the fast food stuff. That's the thing. We're not sitting through a whole game. But if you could, sh- if you could just show me how Steph Curry hit that 
crazy and one three or LeBron did this or John Morant just dunked on three guys. I want to watch that over and over. It has like NBA has if you look on Instagram, NBA has way more followers than the NFL. NBA has way more followers than the MLB. Like it's just like it's that it's that that quick thing, that fast food thing. But sitting down and watching a game, you can't get people to just sit down and say, oh, I want to watch the even even a good game, even Luca versus Giannis. It's difficult to out. To, to, to get people to watch that rather than, unfortunately, Russell Wilson versus Baker Mayfield. Hey, man, get seek help. Seek help. Like, when you're <laughs> watch, you watching that, man, see. But I think you you hit on an important point, though. Like, the off-the-field drama, off-the-court drama, I should say, for the NBA has, be, has, in a social media age, become the thing that everybody pays attention to, mm-hmm. right? So free agency – is normally the thing that they're always looking forward to. Oh, AD's going to request a trade. Mm-hmm. Oh, is KD going to re-sign with the Warriors? Oh, James Harden might go back to the Rockets, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, Houston, why? Why would you want him back? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's number one. But, like, you know, like, who's going to tank for Wimbenyama, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all these things that don't center around the actual play on the court dominate the NBA. And while it becomes fun for social media and for memes and for jokes, and I get involved in that too, like it has hurt the on-court product to where people, like you said, people feel like they don't have to watch the regular season games or they don't yeah. have to show up until the playoffs start. And then even then they're like, well, I'll just wait till the second half. It's mm-hmm. like, nah, like what happens in the first half actually matters too. Yeah. Like that, yeah. those things, those storylines that happen throughout the game matter. And so I do think the NBA has got to find some way to get the shift from you know, Kyrie and in his comments or KD beefing mm-hmm. with Stephen A. Smith, right? Or, you know, like Serge Ibaka going back and forth with Kendrick Perkins. Like yeah, yeah. these store, these things are more important than the game and social media. And they got to find a way to flip that switch, man. Yeah, I agree. Yo, let us know what y'all think, man. Hit us up at Brains and Bars on Twitter. We're live on Twitter right now, live on Facebook, live on YouTube. Join in the comments, man. We throw you on the Jumbotron on the big screen if you got something to say as well. All right, man. So let's jump into college football this weekend. Obviously, we're going to miss the bowl season, but the college football playoff is going down this weekend. Georgia will be taking on Ohio State in the one versus four matchup. Number two and number three, Michigan versus TCU going down also this weekend. So, Loso, who you got in those two games? Let's start with Georgia versus Ohio State. Uh, Which should be... Georgia versus Bama, but I know you're against two lost teams, and no matter if they play in the SEC or not, but they I didn't. So, nor <laughs> did they win the conference title. Yeah, Get so we have Georgia versus Ohio State. Um, so I, I, I definitely got Georgia winning this game. Um, so I think the spread is what seven? Is it a touchdown? Uh, let me check that out. Let me check that out. Because I'm almost like it's it's weird. I am so confident that Georgia's gonna win this game, right? But if I was a betting man, I think I might take Ohio State with the points. Mm. And I, I I just 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 for this one day, just for this one day, playoff, you know, college playoff game. I think don't get me wrong, Georgia is a better version of Michigan. And Michigan, you would say dominated Ohio State, right? For most of that game. Yes dominated um I just think that Georgia like bro like Stetson doesn't get touched you know what I'm saying he doesn't get sacked often um you know uh they they average 200 yards rushing a freaking game and then it's like 
I know Stroud and Marvin Harrison are going to get theirs. You're not going – like, I don't care who you – I don't care if it's – bro, Georgia's not shutting down Marvin Harrison, bro. Like, what's the over and under on him? I'm, I'm going to take the over for Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm just – he's the best receiver in college football. He should be played in the NFL this year. Like, that's just what it is. He he should be playing on Sundays hey, right now. But I Junior's think, a bad boy. But I think I think Georgia wins – uh, 34-30. Um, you know, ooh, um, that's, that that would be if if I had to put a score. Like I, I'm saying, like like that's what I'm saying. If the if the point, if the spread is seven, six and I, a half. I just threw it up on the screen. Okay, six and a half. I just think that, I just think that that Ohio State keeps it close just for this day. I think like nine times out of ten, Georgia wins by more than that. But I think on this one day, uh, Georgia's is going to be a little close. But Georgia is going to win the game though. Okay. Okay. I mean, I listen, I feel like, you know, this year I started on Tuesdays in the with the college football playoff on the at brains and bars Twitter feed. I would post um, like my who would I would have in my top four. By the way, if I didn't have Ohio State, my final CFP poll, I had Tennessee in there, even without Hendon Hooker. Because they had of all once you got past the top three, everyone else was flawed in some way. Ohio State. I guess kind of earned their way in because they only had one loss. You got to honor and respect that. But if, if it were, I were on that committee in that room, I would have been advocating for Tennessee to be the fourth team. They had the best. We're looking at complete body of work, resume teams that they beat top 10 victories, so on and so forth. But I digress. Um, But I felt like whoever got to be the number four was the sacrificial lamb for Georgia. Um, Mm. They're the best team. They've been the best team all year. Maybe it hasn't always looked like it from a dominant standpoint, but they have been the best team all year. They were in the Tennessee. No, they were at Georgia. I'm sorry. They shut down Tennessee at Georgia. Um, They shut. I mean, LSU was not going to be a problem for them, but like they beat down Oregon Mm -hmm. to start the season. And they made Oregon look like a team that didn't belong in division one, let alone (laughs) Pac-12. Right. But then, Oregon goes on this, you know, really good run. They end up, they finally lose to um, Oregon State in their rivalry game, which it's a rivalry game, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, they went on a, on a huge run after that, and I just felt like there isn't a team that can compete with them this year. Yeah. Their defense is too good. Stetson Bennett, now, you can't – Stetson Bennett can be ordinary at times. Yeah. And if you can catch Stetson Bennett on an ordinary day, then you can beat you can beat uh, Georgia, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And so you know, like it, it's there. This is the Georgia Invitational right now. Like I hate to yeah. talk about those terms, but this is the Georgia Invitational. I got Georgia. If the spread is six and a half, and this is for entertainment purposes only, do not take my my gambling advice, people, because my money would not be going on the game. But if yeah. I were to put some down on it, I would take Georgia at the at, at minus six and a half. And I would think they're going to win by at least two touchdowns. Not because I don't think Ohio State is good, but I don't think Ohio State, granted, they have a lot of five-star talent, a lot of high-star talent. I don't think they are good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Like a team like like Missouri caught Stetson on an ordinary day. They caught him on an ordinary day, and they almost got them out of there. Like Like no touchdowns. He 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 wasn't completing passes. You know what I'm saying? Like... And but like I said, one one thing about Georgia, they don't let that boy hit the ground. 
they don't let Stetson hit the ground. And Ohio State is going to have to do that, bro. And so, yeah, and I, and like I said earlier, like one of my first things was like, yo, Georgia's just a better version of Mich- Michigan. And if Michigan did that to Ohio State – now, I, I do agree with you. I just think <laughs> for that night, that day, Georgia – Ohio State's going to do something to just go ahead and keep it close. And I do think that Stroud and, and Marvin Harrison – are just as talented as anybody that's on Georgia. They would both be – I mean, Stroud would be starting over Stetson, you would agree, and Marvin Harrison is, is a better wide receiver than anybody that Georgia has. I mean, look, Lab McConkey. I mean, like, he put in work. Yeah, he put yeah, in yeah. work. This, look, this is your guy here talking about getting him off the show. Shout out to you, Sydney. Yes, I am back, <laughs> at least for this week. Um, shout out to Jalen Hyatt. Did Hyatt win the Belitnikoff or did somebody else win the Belitnikoff? He won the Belitnikoff, right? Did he? I think he did. I think he did. I think he did. Ward, I'm a Hyatt fan, bro. I'm a Hyatt fan. But, like, I, what was it, A1? Marvin Harrison didn't drop one pass? One pass all season. <laughs> all season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, so here's the thing, Ward. I think Fields was already gone. I think Fields is the Jake Fromm era. Uh, Justin Fields was there with Jake Fromm. They wouldn't start Fromm or Fields over Fromm, and he went to Ohio State. Stetson Bennett was still like third string quarterback at that time. Yeah. Like he waited his time, bid his time and came through. Um, so cool. So you got Georgia by four. I got Georgia by at least 14. Uh, we'll see what happens. Let's yeah. jump to the other matchup. TCU versus uh, Michigan. Who you got in this game? The year of the purple, baby. It's, that's, that's what <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I got, I got Michigan winning this game, man. And, and you know, it'll be dope to see TCU do it, but um, uh, Wolverines, bro, they're just they're just a better team, top to bottom than TCU, right? Like, I mean, Michigan. I, I do want. I am anticipating this Michigan Georgia matchup, which I think will be it. But any questions that we have for Michigan, right? I mean, it gets answered when they go and they dominate Ohio State. It be Purdue, like, and they did that without their starting running back. They did it without their starting running back. Shout to Blake Corn, man. He was and he was so, he was nice. Ooh. You know, they run the ball better than TCU. They play better. They play better defense than TCU. Um, trust me, I am all for uh, teams who are, you know, trailing in the second half and then they just end up having to come back, right? Like my Minnesota Vikings are doing that. TCU did that five times in the season. Like I'm, I'm, I, I love that. I love that story. I'm here for it. I, I, you know, heart attack football. Like I'm, I'm there for it. However, though, I think that Michigan actually beats TCU by much more than what uh, Georgia is going to beat Ohio State. Um, I would say by like 10, I, I think maybe 31 21. So, okay, the line is minus seven and a half. Take that. I think they win 31 21, Michigan over TCU. Mm, so, shout out to TCU. Shout out to um, college Kirk Cousins. <laughs> the Horn Frogs. <laughs> oh, but, but shout out to them, man. Like, they have had, I mean, like you said, like their year has been a lot like uh minnesota's and that they are down not big in every instance but they are down in certain games and they're mm-hmm. able to do what they need to do um in the fourth quarter max duggan that's that is mm-hmm. the foot the college equivalent to kirk and you know like i got the, so i think michigan is going to win by seven mm-hmm. i think the horn frogs defense is better than people give credit for um, I think that they are going to feel the disrespect because I don't think a lot of people are going to have them winning or even being in this game, right? Mm-hmm. I can see a seven to 10 point victory, but I'm going to say Michigan 
27-20 uh, because Max Duggan is going to do something to keep the game close. Hmm. And I think that it's it's going to be the more entertaining of the two games because also going against Ohio State, they're basically playing a road game. They're going to Georgia. Basically, yeah. Um, is it Mercedes-Benz Stadium now, I yeah, think, in Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're playing a road game. And in that environment with the yeah, that's, pro that's Georgia, Bulldogs, bro. yeah, yeah. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Joe Scudder, man. I, I, me and Joe Scudder follow each other. Like he, he has liked a couple of tweets of mine. He's apparently a, a bulldog fan. Um, so shout out to Joe Scudder, man. So I, I think we'll have a Georgia Michigan championship game, and I got Georgia. I mean, like Michigan couldn't hang with Georgia last year, and that was with um, I forget the the young man who tore his ACL at his pro day. And Aiden Hutchinson. I forget the mm-hmm. the other guy that had that they had on there were two defensive linemen. It's not as good a defense as last year. It's still a really good defense. Not as good a defense as last year. Georgia, not as good a defense also on their standpoint, but Thanks. like they just keep reloading with monsters, though. Like Jalen Carter is probably going to be a top three draft pick. Mm-hmm. And what he did to Jaden Daniels was incredibly disrespectful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like, the only thing I can say is he got to pull the, the strap out like Damon Wayans did on the yeah, last yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. When you pick me up like I'm your child, like a toddler, we I can't fight you. So, only yeah, thing yeah, now, yeah, I just got to yeah, shoot yeah, you. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all. It, yeah. <laughs> so, I take it you got Georgia national championship game uh, versus Michigan winning that. I do. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SEC bias, yeah. But I think that they're just the best team, though. It's not even SEC. It's just that's what it is, right? Like, yeah, Georgia yeah. For right now is. But I do family. think, I, I mean, and, and I think, I know just. Just for hypothetical, I know you said that, hey, they do not deserve to be in there. But would you at least say Bama would give Georgia a tougher test than Ohio State? From Mm. what you've seen. Mm. Yeah, I think Bama would give them a tougher test than Ohio State. Um, like Bama I think they're to me, better, I think they're a better team. I think they're a better team. Like I don't think you can use that word, that wording of sacrificial lamb. Like any other four seed, you're right. But like when it's Bama, I don't know if Bama's looked at as the sacrificial lamb in, in against Georgia. I'm not saying that they're going to be a favorite. They're definitely going to be the underdog. But man, like they can go in there and, and do something, bro. It's weird because when you look at Bama's year, right? They don't have any impressive wins. But they have impressive they losses, not. right? But <laughs> they have two, they have two impressive losses where it's like, man, I almost gotta give them credit for the way they lost to Tennessee and LSU than the way that they won, they beat Texas. That is such a battle rap <laughs> thing right there. Like, yeah, they he lost, yeah, yeah. but you know, he, he had some it's, good moments in that loss. It's the, like, it's the Danny Myers effect. Like, whenever Danny loses a battle, he quickly goes to Twitter and says, it's battle of the year. And whenever he says that, I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, he clearly lost. <laughs> and I guess that's my thing with Bama, right, is that you barely beat Texas. Need a miracle to beat Texas. Yeah. They came back against Tennessee. They get credit for that, but they lost their game. Then you lose to LSU in a game you probably should have won to, right? They almost lost to AM. They had a dog fight with Mississippi State. Arkansas gave them a run for a little. Like, it's just yeah. there are too many instances where, like, if you just continue to have these moments of just getting over the hump when you face the best team in the nation, I just don't – it'll be competitive yeah. for a little bit because they're Bama and it's still Nick Saban. Saban. But uh, we you might be looking at a change of the guard. 
you're giving Saban what two, two and a half. I mean, how many weeks to to prepare for Georgia? I mean, well, it's been like it's been like three weeks, and I guess it would have been. I mean, he would get a month, right? He would get almost a mm-hmm. month preparation. Look, Saban is the go. He's the greatest. Same thing like Belichick. You give Belichick two weeks, bro. I mean, I'm gonna side with Belichick. I don't care who's playing quarterback for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mac Jones, <laughs> but, but but it is but it is the it is the Danny Myers effect because Bam was like, yeah, we have two game of the years. You know what I'm saying? It's like. Get out of here, Bama. <laughs> yeah, you lost. Like, you lost both yeah, of those. Yeah. No, we can't have that. So, but yeah, y'all let us know what y'all think, man. Last thing on college football, you know, the transfer portal is going insane right now. I think it's a record number of players in the transfer portal. Over 1,000 kids have put their name in the transfer portal going all over the country. And I'll say this. Like, I, you can you can tell me what your, your thoughts on it. Um, I hope that these young men – have people in their corner who are giving them good advice. You know, you sent me the clip of Ryan Clark talking about kids being entitled and spoiled and have bad attitudes. And while I do think, um, and while I do think that some of that is true, I think on the other hand, I feel like a lot of these kids probably have people in their ears saying, you're the greatest, you deserve better. You can't, you know, like you can go here and get this and get that. Mm-hmm. You obviously have tampering going on where people are in their mm-hmm. ears or they're reaching out to schools to see what interest lies out there in the free market for them, which I guess if the if the kids are doing it, I'm not as mad at it. Yeah. Um, but I feel like at the same time, like there's something to be said of sticking it out where you yeah. are. Shout out to Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett was a third string Guy, I think he actually went to JUCO, came back to Georgia, still yeah. wasn't his job. He got his opportunity. He made the most of it. I think you have to sometimes be patient, right? If you yeah. if it's not working for you after, sometimes you know it's not a good fit, right? So if, yeah. if you know it's not a good fit off rip, then move on. But if you've been there two, three, four years and you're still not seeing the success and the on-field PT that you want, then yeah, yeah, go take a look someplace else, man. So what do you think about the transfer board? Um... So one, uh, so yeah, like you said, a thousand kids. And uh, I just read that it's expected to be more than 3,000 in there, bro. And so um, I, I do agree with you. These aren't isolated decisions being made, right? Like these kids are not doing it on their own. However, though, I would say, even if they're in a good situation, bro, what do, what do, what do humans struggle with, bro? This desire of being wanted, bro. I'll give you a good example, bro. A couple years ago, Aisha Curry goes viral because she's like, hey, I want to know if guys want me, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. Stephen Curry. Mm-hmm. She's married to freaking Stephen Curry. You know what I'm saying? Like she's a millionaire. Your you, your cookbook is selling out. We don't even know if you can really cook, but it's selling. It's, 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 on, it's on New York Times bestseller. But she says, hey, I just want to know that somebody out there wants me. And sometimes these kids, they want to taste the free agency. NBA players do the same thing. I've heard megastars say this several times. Yo, you know what? You want to see that that debate, that conversation being had between other teams saying, you know what? Hey, um, we'll give up X, Y, and Z for you, or we want you over here for like you just want that conversation. One, two, um, man, I don't, I don't know if it's wrong, right? I mean, I granted it there, there has to be there's there's always no system is going to be perfect. However, though, I don't know if it's necessarily if I can fault the college football player for saying, man, I want to go see if there's a better opportunity out there, whether that's financially 
or systematically, right? Like, hey, I make like, yeah, let me go ahead and hear what this college coach is saying, how he can utilize me and how he can get me to the next le- the next level. You know what I'm saying? Or I want to see, hey, you know what? Financially, maybe my parents, maybe my grandparents are in my ear and they need X, Y, Z. And I can go ahead and make this happen. This taste of free agent, like you said it best, bro. College football is no longer recruiting. It is free agency. That is the age that we are in. And because of that, um, I mean, granted, the, the big schools are still going to be the big schools, right? Like Georgia is yep. still going to be up there, like no matter what happens. And then even when you get a team like Texas A&M, who all of a sudden is getting all these big time recruits, they're out the window the next year. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, th- yeah, it's not perfect. It sucks. But um I mean, coaches were doing it, bro. Coaches were, yeah, were leaving. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, coaches were leaving schools for better opportunities. I mean, I remember when Urban Meyer left Florida, you know what I'm saying? Because he, quote, unquote, wanted to spend time with his family or his health or something like that. And all of a sudden, he's in he's in Ohio State, his dream job that he always wanted. I'm like, man, get the hell out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if college coaches were doing it, you know what I'm saying, and now college kids can do it, I just don't like the grumpy old man getting on the podcast just over here. Hey, these kids are, are entitled, yada yada. Because I, I agree with you, bro. It's not this isolated decision. I think these guys have a bunch of whether it's family members, whether it's tampering, whether it's coaches. They're in their ears and they're saying, "Yo, you know what? Come over here. We can go ahead and make you out to be such and such, and it'll be a better situation for you." So, um, it's not perfect, but this is the situation that we have. Yeah, yeah, and I, like I said, man, I just I really hope that someone is looking out for their best interest because, mm-hmm. like you said, you look at A and M and it makes you question about the culture that they're building, mm-hmm. right? Where you have, well, I think they are at twenty six kids and counting that have transferred out. Now all of them are not freshmen, right? That yeah, is not yeah. all freshmen, but you have all these kids who are transferring out, and it's just like, I get it. You didn't have the season you thought you would. Yeah. But why not look at that and say, I'm coming back because I know we're better than this and we can build something. And look, yeah. for every TCU, I'll give it up to Marshall. Marshall, I think their coach, Charles Huff, he was an assistant at Bama. He brought mm-hmm. in 20 kids. I think they went nine and four. They won their bowl game. They beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. You know, credit to them and Lincoln Riley, USC, right? USC, sub, sub 500 team last year. He brings in 20 new transfers. You know, maybe tamper with, you know, Jordan Addison, maybe maybe not. But, you know, he brings in 20 new kids to his team. They're now playing in the New Year's Six Bowl. So for every, you know, A&M, there is an SC, there is a Marshall that are bringing these kids in and they're turning programs around, you know. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Hyatt, I don't know where Hyatt went to school before that because I'm not the Tennessee guy. But, you know, Hyatt was a transfer. I know Brew McCoy was a transfer. Hendon Hooker was a transfer. So, yeah, like they're for every kind of who's that? And it worked for them. And it worked for them. Yeah. So for every for every, you know, failure of the system, you have those that are that work. And, you know, but here's the thing. Right. So last thing on this QB transfer. Then you have a guy like JT Daniels, which I have nothing against JT Daniels, but JT Daniels has went from Southern Cal to Georgia to West Virginia and now to Rice. <laughs> so it's like at a certain point, it's like, OK, my guy, like, let's let's move on. Let's yeah, yeah. You, you it's not it, it's not it's not your it's not. Maybe it's not it's the not system. Them. Yeah, it's not. It's not them. It's you. you, tried you know for it Emory, Emory Jones is where, where's Emory Jones right now? Because he was originally, he was originally Ohio State. He flipped over to us, but then obviously he went to Arizona, right? I think he went to Arizona. Was he to Arizona, now, Arizona State? 
and now he's somewhere else. I think he's I don't know where he's at. Um let's see. His wiki says he's still with Arizona State. Okay. Nope, Cincinnati. Come on. Cincinnati. Same situations like Emory. Come on, bro. Mel Kuyper had you as a top five pick going into last year's. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, we're not doing that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I shout out to these kids, man. I hope y'all making good decisions, you know. Um, hopefully y'all are find home. All of you will not find home. Some of y'all going to have to go to JUCOs for a yeah. year and then come try again next year. But good luck to everybody, man. Y'all let us know what y'all think about that topic. All right, so let's jump into the NFL, man. It's going to jump into these storylines of the NFL to close out the show. Um, I've already given you my rant of stop watching bad football. Grow up. You don't have to watch it. Um, so let's just jump into this next part. Like, yeah, so make, them Minnesota- pay, make them pay for putting, you know, Arizona and, and Buccaneers as a primetime game. Fam, like, yeah, y'all got to hit the NFL where it hurts in their pocket. If you don't hit them in their pocket, they not going to make any changes. Y'all going to still be watching, you know, Tennessee versus I'm going to pick on Jacksonville. They're playing a lot better now. But you're going to keep yeah. getting these Tennessee versus Jacksonville on Christmas games because they're not going. I think the NFL has said they're going to continue to put games on Christmas. Um, which has been like an NBA thing, but they're going, they're, they're trying to look, listen, they they are the URL. They're trying to corner the market yeah. and yeah. body everybody. Like mm-hmm. this is our territory now. Yeah. So I think they're going to continue to do it. So y'all put the pressure on them to make sure they give you some prime time yeah. watchable football. Yeah. Games Ro- Roger try. Goodell is turning into Vince McMahon and he needs to chill. <laughs> All right. So I've, that was my stop watching bad football rant. Y'all can check that out from early in the show. So, you have your Minnesota Vikings jersey on, as I see. You know, is that the Randy Moss? This is the Randy Moss because he's been disrespected lately because of the emergence of Justin Jefferson. But, yes, this is the Randy Moss jersey. So, you know, I saw a stat today that the Minnesota Vikings own the record now for most one-score victories in NFL history. They are 11-0, and surpassing a couple of teams that were 10-0. and um, And, you know, you and I have had – hours probably at this point in the group Mm -hmm. chat of debate over Kirk Cousins and how good of a quarterback he is. Is he top 10? Is he not? The floor is yours. Matter of fact, I'm I'm, going to give you the solo. I'm going to need an ISO and I need you to lay out for the people Wow. No, I want to see. I want to see. No, keep it here because I want to see your face on this one. (laughs) I want to see your I'm going to keep a straight face. face. I'm not going to hate. Go ahead. So the floor is yours. Why should we take the Minnesota Vikings seriously as an NFC contender, potential Super Bowl contender? We are. So I would say this. We are the worst Super Bowl contender of all time. But we are nonetheless a Super Bowl contender. And this is so this is what I'm going to say, bro. The conversation and the reason why Minnesota catches weird, weird flag for some reason. It's that the conversation is like, oh, they're frauds. What are we pretending to be? All we're doing is going out week in and week out and just we didn't pretend to be some juggernaut. We're not we're not we don't we're not saying we're the Eagles and we're not saying that we're the 49ers or even the Kansas City Chiefs. We know who we are. What do you want us to do? Lose a couple of more games so that we're not we're not like tricking you guys every week. Bro, we were the underdogs against the Lions. We're the underdogs against the Packers this week. Like like Vegas is not being tricked by us. However, though, I will say this. Kirk Cousins is definitely a top 10 quarterback. Like you can't, you can't, and especially like if we're just talking about play, I'm not saying that, Hey, if you're redrafting today, who are you going to go ahead and choose? I'm just saying, if you're going off play, Hey, this is what he, like, you have to pick him in the top 10. 
Second of all, we have the number one wide receiver in the game. We still have a really good running back. Dalvin Cook, to me, I watch every game he has. Look like he's lost some explosiveness. Cool. TJ Hawkinson, Detroit Lions, thank you for trading in your own division. I don't know who told you to do that, but, hey, you traded a prime 25-year-old. He looks like a Viking, and he belongs in the Minnesota Vikings, bro, so I'm there for it. Um, this is what I think, bro. They have to hold on to the second seed. That's the biggest thing. They have to hold off the 49ers. And these, I know they're saying, like, you know what? These last couple games against the Packers and the Bears for the Vikings don't really matter. But to me, I think they matter a lot. You slip up and you let the 49ers get the second seed. You guys go down to the third seed. Yeah, you still get a home playoff game, but you risk not having that second playoff, that home playoff game. And on top of that, you potentially get a tougher matchup. Now, granted, as it sits right now, the Redskins and the and the Giants, I think, are the eighth and the, and the, of the seventh and the sixth, right? Uh, yes, you are right. Okay. Looking at the standings right now, they are the uh, sixth and seventh seed. Giants and Commanders in that order. We beat both of them. We beat both of them this year. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, granted, we beat them in Viking fashion, right? Like we were. First of all, there was a point where it was an eight point game, which would have still been considered a one score game. And I'm like, all right, Vikings, just win that way. Don't don't let them tie this game up. Say Quan scores, and then now we have to win by a 61 yarder by Greg who's never hit one in his – who's only attempted three in his career and who finally hit one. You know what I'm saying? So I think that the Minnesota Vikings, I think that they can – they can score. They put up points, bro. They can score in bunches. The problem is, is not are they good. Can they be good for four quarters? That's the question because there's certain quarters, especially in the third quarter, where there seems to – like they just seem to be collapsing or they're just not putting up points. And their defense is historically bad. Right now, we are second to last in defense. We are averaging six and a half yards of play that we're giving up, bro. That's literally what we're giving up. Every time you say hike, you can just guarantee you're moving the ball six <laughs> yards on us. And so, which is weird, though, because Patrick Peterson – is um is 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 having a you know one of his best seasons that he had in a couple of years. Harrison Smith, I think, is still good. Here's the thing, though, a one. The reason why I would say that they are contenders, yes, they are not putting four quarters together. But in the fourth quarter, when it's clutch moments, the offense and the defense are making plays that need to be made. That fourth quarter, that that fourth and long catch from Justin Jefferson on the Buffalo Bills had to be made. Patrick Peterson picking off um, such and such in the end zone has to be made. Like there's certain stops and there's certain things that have to be done for it to go a long way. And let's be honest, every Super Bowl run has a little bit of luck. Granted, the Vikings season right now has a little bit more luck than usual. And 11 and 0 is definitely something we've never heard of. Bro, if Dan Marino was going 11 and 0, you would be shocked, right? And in, in, yeah. in, in, in one score games, even a quarterback of that stature. So though, although Kirk Cousins is doing it, I told people, hey, the ball is just bouncing our way. Last season, the Vikings were six and eight in those same one score games. That's why we finished the season off eight and nine. And it's like, oh, Kirk Cousins can't get it done. All right. So what's the conversation now? Is he getting it done or, or what? Like you can't you can't have it both ways. You know what I'm saying? Yes, the defense does need to step up. I think Donatello needs to get out of there. I don't know how he still has a job, but if we're still winning, you can't fire the man. Kevin O'Connell, Justin Jefferson went up to Kevin, Kevin O'Connell the first day that he saw him, and he said on record, he said, hey, how are you getting Cooper Cup open like that? And Kevin O'Connell mm. said, don't worry. Boom. And look at Justin Jefferson. He's about to break. He Hopefully he breaks Megatron record. You know what I'm saying? I think he deserves an MVP vote, at least one. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is going to win it. It's a QB award. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> playing out his mind. But yeah, um, yeah. I do think that the Vikings, um, I mean, their biggest, like, think about it. They lost to two Super Bowl contenders in the NFC, right? They lost 
pretty handily to the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. I don't, nobody has them beating the 49ers if they match up. Um, and, you know, even if they play, like, let's say somebody, let's say like Green Bay sneaks in at the, at the, at the seventh seed. They might even give them like, like the line isn't going to be big for the Minnesota Vikings with a home playoff game. All I'm saying is like, yo, we know who we are. Let's go out there. The offense can score points. And I'm okay if the ball continues, if the ball just continues to roll our way throughout these next couple of weeks. And you said it yourself after you at Giants game, you was like, yo, they have to be going to the Super Bowl at this point because it's just it's just too many games that are ending this way and it's going their favor. Man, so I will say this, right? I'm not I'm not going to. Well, yeah, I'm going to say give you the reasons why I don't think they'll they'll make it through the playoffs. Um, and so starting with this, I want to bring up because so I have my uncle um, and I, my the homie Sydney who watches the show having like on my Facebook live having a argument about the Cowboys in the comments. I'm not going to put all of the comments on the screen yeah. of this back and forth, but um, hold on. So they have the com- a conversation about the NFC East and then Sydney says, like your division is the best. OK, here's the thing. The NFC East is the best division of football this year. Like, sorry, I mean, like, it is what it is. And after the Niners played the Commanders on Sunday, they won going away, right? They Second half, they ended up pulling away from the Commanders. Defense turned up again. D'Amico Ryan should be, I don't know if they hand out coach of the year or assistant of the year. He should be assistant of the year if they do. He's going to get a head coaching job. I've already seen uh, the Broncos mentioned as a potential destination for D'Amico Ryan, which that would make me sad. He's a, he's a great coordinator. I do not want to see the the commanders again in the playoffs. That defense really? is really good. They just got Chase Young back. He's going to be rounding into form as they get into that, that first wild card game. They don't know um, who their quarterback is, though. Not now. That's the problem. But the thing is, right, is like they play an offense that is kind of like T- no, I almost said TCU. It is like the Wisconsin of co- like Wisconsin and college basketball, right? They want to grind games to a halt. They're using the clock. It's one possession for you on the defensive end. It's a bunch of crisp passes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, you know, they find a weakness in your defense. And they get a bucket and they win a bunch of games 45, 43. Yeah. Right. Like that is how the Redskins play. That's how they beat the uh the Eagles. Yeah. I said Redskins. I'm sorry. Commanders, that's how they beat the Eagles. Long but they had they had what double the time of possession, then mm-hmm. you add in the turnovers. And they just kept grinding out yeah. first down after first down that led to mostly field goals and some touchdowns. That is that can sh- hurt you in the playoffs. They should have beat the Giants. They should have beat the Giants. The Giants are another team. Their interior, Leonard Williams on the mm-hmm. inside, um, Kayvon Thibodeau on the outside. Their second now, Wink Martindale, he loves to send blitzes. And, oh, you know, that's how you can oh. handle And that's if how you can handle won. the blitz, you can beat them. Right, because he's going to send that all-out blitz at all times. And if you can beat that, then you can probably beat the Giants. But that defense is still going to be tough to yeah. deal with. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have the best interior offense and defensive linemen in the NFL. Their front four, amazing. Their secondary, dope. Their offensive line, dope. The Cowboys, to me, are the wild card in all this. Right? The Cowboys can be world beaters if they don't shoot themselves in the foot first. And that's just really what it is. I feel like Dak has more tipped passes that go for interception than just about any quarterback in the league. 
Trayvon Diggs is still a sucker for a double move oh, or yeah. any type of deception. Mm-hmm. I mean, the touchdown to Devontae Smith, like, yeah. listen, Trevin, like, Trayvon, they had him covered. You stick with your responsibility, which was Devontae <laughs> Smith. You're trying to be the hero, and you're yeah. almost ended up as the as the goat and the you know whipping goat or sacrificial mm-hmm. goat because you're trying to make a play that wasn't there. So like you know they're a team that kind of is Jekyll and Hyde ish in that way, in which they mm-hmm. can look great one week and look really average the next. Now to get back to the Vikings, your point about them losing to the two top contenders that's a problem, yeah. right? Their point differential, which a lot of teams have really bad point differentials i want to say let me see if i can look it up real quick there's i think, only, we're, I think we're what are we plus five right now what is, what plus is five yeah three four five six seven eight nine there's only 11 teams with a positive point differential in the league at this point that is crazy which points to a lot of the mediocrity that has happened in yeah. the league this year right so having a, to be what 11 and three and have a with 12, plus well, five with, yeah with 12 and three with 12, 12 and three. three with a plus five difference. No 12 Nasty. and three team. No 12 and three. Nasty. No 12 and three team has ever had lower than a plus 50. And they're not, unless they blow out their final two teams, they're not going to make it to that yeah. point. Right. So when you get into the playoffs, you're going to have to play the uh, the Denver, not Denver Broncos. Sorry, I'm looking at comments. We're going to have to play potentially the 49ers. We're going to have to play potentially the Eagles again or the Cowboys again. You're going to have to play a yeah. lot better. And you can't, like you said, you can't have a, you can't take a third quarter off because yeah. the defenses you face in the playoffs are going to be good enough to keep you from having those miraculous fourth quarter com- comebacks. So, so how does so how does the the NFL playoffs work? Do they reseed after after the win, or is it just a bracket? So it's just well they do re, they it's not receding it's the first team gets to buy and then after the wild card weekend the the highest remaining seed goes to take on the number one seed and then the other two teams play each other so it's not necessarily so, receding so so but that's what I'm saying so the highest board so so for instance if the Cowboys win let's say the mm-hmm. Cowboys go to Tampa and they win mm-hmm. and. The Vikings and the 49ers both win as well, right? So the so Cowboys would, the Cowboys go, would to go to Philly, Philly and 49ers. And the Vikings. Would, okay. Yep. 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 But so that's how it would work. But if, but let's say the Redskins upset um, the Vikings, the Redskins aren't going to Philly, even though they're the lower seed. Or they are. No, yeah. the, the commanders would go to Philly. So okay. if, the, if the commanders play the Vikings, the commanders win, the commanders automatic. So whoever the seven seed is, if the yeah, seven yeah. were to beat the two, seven's automatically going to, gotcha. to the number one, and then the other two teams are going to play each other. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so it's reseeding, but it's not it's no it's no straight bracket. Okay, I got it. Right, right, right. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, so wow. I think I know you said uh the the wild card, I mean the the question was was Dallas. I, I I say this man Vita Vea, right? He comes back for for Tampa. I I say this man Vita Vea comes back for Tampa. They get healthy. I, I, like this is the question, bro. Like Tom Brady, he like in the playoffs. I, I don't know if I'm like he gets a home game with the Cowboys. They already beat the Cowboys what nineteen three this year. And on top of that, like, do I really trust any other quarterback? Granted, I know Brady hasn't been looking like. Brady a pass, but look who Brady who would have to play. <laughs> Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins, you know, Daniel Jones. We don't know who in the commanders, Carson Wentz or, or Heineke. Like Brady's always gonna have the upper hand in that in that 
and their defense is playing better. And I just like I'm just saying like the Buccaneers. I wouldn't be shocked if they beat the Cowboys when they match up. In Tampa. Listen, I I wish I had the I wish I had the, this this uh this music video ready to go because I would play the Kirk Franklin song. Wah 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 washed. Tom Brady is done. But you did washed, this two years ago. You did this when he came to Tampa. We did a listen, show and I listen. told you guys that Brady was gonna have a good season. Brady was gonna make the playoffs and you guys were like no. And he ends up winning the Super Bowl. That was then this is now where he is bouncing passes to open receivers. <laughs> yes, he <is>. <laughs> <laughs> He's hitting, he's hitting the ground, and I was like, "Yo, come on, Brady!" <laughs> like he, he, he. No, no. This is a different. Like he's out here having debatables with the Cardinals and going to overtime yeah. to, to get dub. Like you're not. He already. He's already been punished by the 49ers. So if they go back there, that that's another. I don't. Well, I don't want to guarantee anything, right? Because that that's not how I get down. But I think the odds against him going to be big against beating the Cowboys in a rematch. The odds are going to be against him against the Niners. They definitely would be stacked against him against the the Eagles or the Vikings. Say it. You know he's the favorite against the Vikings. That's what you about to say. No, I did not. I I said the like, Vikings would be favored. They yeah. would probably be three point favorites, but they would be favorites over the but Buccaneers. You, but you automatically get three points when you're home, though. <laughs> like like and they would be three point three. favorites, and they would be three point favorites. So, you know, shout out to War who who decided to jump in and join us. How you doing this evening, man? I'm good, man. Just needed to get out the house for a minute. What's good with you? Chilling, chilling. Oh We're talking about this NFC. This well, I'm trying to give Loso to <clears throat> give us reasons why he thinks the Vikings will make the playoffs. And not no, well, they made no, the playoffs. Why fair. they why they are championship contenders. Why we why so we should there like I told you though, A1, there's three teams in the NFC that obviously are I mean, put your money on those guys before you put on money on the Vikings. What I was saying, Ward, is where's the conversation coming up of, of like, yo, the Vikings are frauds? I was like, we're not pretending to be anything that we are. We know who we are. We know well, exactly. It, you know how it is. They, when, when you start out like undefeated or one loss in seven, eight weeks or whatever, like you're automatically looked at as like the the top the top dogs. So like, you know, they're looking yeah. at them from that from having that one. What they have one loss in like the first nine weeks? Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. something like that. You know, so I mean, that, that, that's that's what that comes from. It's just them being, you know. But I we remember were watching when the games, but we were yeah. watching the games. Like we were, we were seeing. We was like, yo, they're barely escaping. You know, yeah. these guys and that guy's. And then the Buffalo game, it was like we thought we answered some questions, right? It was like, yo, they went into Buffalo and they beat Buffalo. Then the next week is like, all right, forty to three against the Cowboys. Yeah, Oof. but no matter what, I mean, like. You're a Super Bowl contender if you're 11 and 0 in one one score games. Like I'd be interested to see a stat like when it comes to like playoff games or whatever. I know some of the wild card games tend to be kind of blowouts and different things like that. But for the most part, once you get to the conference championships and the Super Bowls, you know, like one score games, I would say is probably got a high percentage. Yeah, but you have to be more. You have to play more complete games, though. And that to me, that's the problem with like I mean, Loso said it himself. They 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 start slow. Or the third quarter, they come out sluggish, and now they got everybody have in the NFL. Football. Though I don't think that's—I don't think there's any team out there playing complete games. You don't think the outside Chiefs of are? maybe, huh? No, the Chiefs are not not playing complete games. They the Chiefs should have blew. They should have blew Seattle out. Yeah, and uh, the, the Texans, and then I mean the Chiefs are just probably one of the worst red zone NFL teams, and you know, like so. I mean, there's just like there's, but I mean, complete games. Yeah, I don't think the Chiefs are playing complete. So games the reason either. why the reason why I have to give why I have to have confidence in this Vikings team or this type of Vikings team, 
the last two successful Viking teams for me, right? I go back to obviously the Case Keenum Vikings, right? When they made it to the NFC Championship, their defense was tremendous, bro. And they, you know, they end up they not they didn't get it done. They end up losing the NFC Championship. Then obviously you go to that '98 Vikings team, right, where they go 15 and one, Randy Moss rookie season, best offense at that time. They end up not they end up losing by a field goal to the Atlanta Falcons, right? And so they don't they don't make up to the they don't make it to the Super Bowl. So it's like, like those hold are up. two. Well, let me just say this: with one of the most accurate, if not the most accurate kicker in NFL history, missing the bro, field goal, disgusting. Bro. Like it wasn't like it was like you know. Um, what was it Morton was Anderson? Morton no, Anderson. Gary. Oh, it was, no, Gary, no, it was Gary, no. Gary Anderson, right? Yeah. Morton was, was on the Falcons. Morton was on the Falcons. Right? No, you're right. You're right. But Mike Gary Anderson was still one of the more accurate yeah, kickers, yeah, yeah. though. Like, like he's not. He's not. He's not Morton, but he was still a, a very accurate kicker. We have yeah. to have the worst luck with kickers, anyway. Besides this Greg Joseph one, but anyway, but like I'm saying, dominant offense, dominant defense, two times make it far, but it's like yo, it didn't work out. So you know what? Right now, I'm okay if it's all quote unquote luck. Let's go ahead and ride this wave. Let's see what happens. I know everybody's like, yo, you know what? Kirk Cousins going 11 0. That's shocking. But Ward, I told Ward, I told everyone, I was like, wouldn't you? You'd be shocked if Patrick, if you heard Patrick Mahomes was 11 0, and because that's never been done. Yeah. Just being 11 yeah. 0 in one score games has just never been done. So I'm just like, man, you know what? Let's ride this wave and let's just see how long. Well, we you know, I, I would say, I would, I would say what you're talking about is luck. But at the same time, there comes a time when you're like, we've been here before, you know, and it's not <laughs> luck when you have poise and you can keep your composure and you still feel like, hey, I, I could possibly win this game if I get the ball with, with whatever time to go because I've done it 10 times already. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it might have been luck, you know, in a couple of those games or whatever. But I think that, that you're, you start believing in that, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and you're able to kind of not you know, get down and, and, and feel like, like, like against the lions or whatever, like at halftime, it's a, it's mm-hmm. a wrap for this game. You know what I mean? So you're able to keep that composure. Cause you're like, look, all we got to do is get it to one score and, and we're yeah. going to win. And I told, and I told everyone, I said, yo, if you're watching the games that like in the fourth quarter, like forget about what they been, what they messed up with in the first three quarters, but in the fourth quarter, their defense and their offense are making clutch plays to yeah. go ahead and get them in position to win. Now, granted, mm-hmm. some things have to go your way, right? The Buffalo Bills, all they have to do is literally get like run the clock out, but then Josh Allen fumbles it in the end zone, right? Like on the one yard line, and the Vikings get the ball back and boom. So it's like that right there. I'm like, yo, how many times does that happen to a yeah. Bills team like that? But um, but you're right. I feel like yo, it's it's been ten times. Like when Patrick Peterson comes out of goes into halftime and says, yo, all we need is five touchdowns. And people are looking what a at crazy him like statement. Yeah, and people are like, What? But Patrick Peterson is saying, yo. They got a block punt. They got a pick six return. It wasn't like they were lighting us up anyway. Like we'll stop them in the second half. Just go ahead and get five touchdowns. Like you guys have the you guys have the weapons, and they did it. True, true. Uh, look, look. I think you have to give credence to them being a contender because, like you said, they are at this point in the season with that record. They clinched their division. They're number two seed. You know. I think you have to give some credence to them. I just think the skepticism will remain there because of how they're winning the games. Like yeah, yeah, if yeah. they come out now, here's, here's what will change. If they come out this weekend and they beat the brakes off the Packers. Yeah. Not, and I, it doesn't have to be 40 to three, but mm-hmm. if it's 30 to 30 to 10, 30 to mm-hmm. 30 to 16. And it, the score does not give a, a, a proper indication of how dominant they were. I think that's what yeah. people are waiting for to see from the Vikings is a dominant performance yeah. and they really haven't given. Now I think they, the first time they played the Packers was, 
that's pretty dominant. But it was yeah, early they dominated. In the season. Yeah, it was it was, it game was early in the season, yeah. and you just you just, just like oh, okay, well, dang, like Rogers trying to break in new receivers and all this stuff. By the way, I, I heard I don't know if it was the Monday night game. But the, I think it might have been the Monday night game. And I think Troy Eggman goes, yeah, so about midway through the season, Rogers started having weekly meetings with his wide receivers. And they said at that point, things started to really come together. <laughs> oh, my gosh, who would have thought a quarterback being a leader and meeting with his young receiving core would actually oh, yeah. help them? What a novel idea, Aaron. But anyway, <laughs> just that was not yeah, here nor there. Yeah. That just that thought crossed my mind. But let's jump to the AFC real quick. So AFC, you this weekend, by the way, support good football. Support mm-hmm. good football teams. Monday night football, Bengals versus Bills going down. Potential oh. number one seed implications on the line. The Bengals are still have an outside shot at the number one seed. The Bills are the number one seed currently with the Chiefs. I don't working. think the Bengals do any longer. If they uh, if they, they need the they need the they need the Chiefs to lose out. And the Bills to lose they out. The Bills, they need the Bills and the Chiefs to lose out. Oh, yes. the Bengals and yes. the Bengals to win. Yeah. Right, because they would have the tiebreaker tie advantage over, over both of them. Head but to they head. can't clinch their division, I think. I, I believe they can clinch their division with a win over the Bills. No, they cannot because no? the Ravens are still only one game behind them. They beat them the first time in the That's final crazy. game of the season. It's Bengals, Bengals versus right. Ravens. Yep, yep. So if they get Lamar back this week, I don't know if he will be back, but the Ravens still have an outside shot at their division as well. A lot of un- lot of things unsettled in the AFC. A lot of things kind of yeah. coming into clear focus in the NFC. So yeah. here's what I'll say. I'm looking at the bottom of the standings for the AFC. And if I'm the Chiefs, if I'm the Bengals, not necessarily the Bills, I need to be concerned about how some of these teams are playing down the stretch. Jacksonville playing some of their best football this mm-hmm. season. They're currently the four seed. They would take on right as of right now the Ravens. The Ravens are beat up, but you know if they get Lamar back, who knows what'll happen with them? The Chargers playing some playing. I don't. I don't want to say they're best. They're playing better. I don't know, bro. <laughs> but that that, they, game, they that get, game. That game. They're about sloppy, to get Bosa bro. back too. They're about to get Bosa that, back. That's gonna be good. big. That'd be good. Defense, they always yeah. play the Chiefs tough. And if, yeah, the always a game. Draw the, if they draw the charges in the first round, that is something to watch out for. If the Bengals cannot get above a three seed and the Chargers end up in that six seed, that is a game where, like, you can get sniped by some of these teams. If the Dolphins can somehow get help, mm. you know, prayers up to Tua and his concussion. Yeah, yeah. But that offense is good enough to give yeah. you headaches. And if you don't have really good linebackers that can control the middle of the field, they can kill you. Yeah, it's gonna be competitive, like all around, bro. Like that one seed. That one seed is important for for the AFC. That one seed is (laughs) mad important. And like the Chiefs, like the Chiefs have to go to Vegas to close the season. And look, the Raiders—they're not out of it yet. I don't think they're. No, let me see on the bubble. I think the Raiders are out of it, aren't they? They're no. They're still mathematically. Because the seven seed is the Dolphins with seven losses. The Patriots are ahead of them. The Jets are ahead of them, trending in the wrong directions. Um, the Titans going in the wrong direction. I mean, are we now listen? Lost five I get in a row. It. Kyle Shanahan has had an amazing year. He's got a division winning team with a third string quarterback. But if the Pittsburgh Steelers make the playoffs, they went out, they won their they're seven and eight. If they somehow went out and make the playoffs, Mike Tomlin has to be coach of the year. He's got to be Tomlin has got to be one of the greatest coaches of all time. <laughs> to never have a losing season, Ever. and the fact, and it looked like that was done for like three weeks ago. 
the fact that they are two games away from not from clinching another winning season from him and potentially making the playoffs as a seven seed, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. So I mean, there's a the Chiefs. They just like you said, Ward. They haven't played a complete game in a while. I think what the Buccaneers. Well, like I said, kinda... one of the alarming things is I think offensively and defensively, their red zone percentage is like abysmal. Like it's 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 I think it's like close to the the last in the league, you know. And so you remember the teams that you were scared of from Kansas City were the teams that you said you can't beat them with threes. You know, you got to get seven. You got to get seven to beat Mahomes. You can't beat them with threes. Well, the way our red zone offense is, is like you might be able to beat them with 27 points and, you know, a couple field goals. So I, I'm going to rebut. I'm gonna, I got I to look this up real quick. Offensively. Touchdown wise are, is what I meant. Not necessarily no, the all, fifth, overall. They're fifth in the league. They're fifth in the league right now. Um, Philly, Dallas, Detroit, Tennessee are are all ahead of them. Tennessee, that's crazy. I, I mean, think look, I you got Derrick Henry. You got Derrick Henry. Once <laughs> yeah, you get yeah. there with that guy, <laughs> man falls forward through. twenty yards. The whole red zone, he can just fall forward. So I yeah, mean, so I, 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 I do assume, think lately you're right though, Ward. I assume that that Mahomes was putting the ball in the end zone. Um, uh, I, I mean, it just seemed that way or whatnot. I don't, I don't watch their whole games. I kind of pick up on their highlights and stuff like that. But um, the man, whole game I, is I, a highlight over here, bro. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I just don't. So, for instance, uh, everyone like everyone all of a sudden, bro. All of a sudden, everyone's on the Trevor Lawrence train. Everyone is like, nah, he I, looks good. I mean, I've always been on the Trevor Lawrence but, train, bro. Like, I've always been on the train. With Urban Meyer, you won the Trevor Lawrence train. Oh, I was on the give him a couple years train. That not necessarily with his coach, but I've always been like, nah, Trevor Lawrence. You can ask my homie Big Los in the group chat. I've always been on Trevor Lawrence train. But I, right, unfortunately, so- I was on the Zach Wilson train too. And I've been on the <laughs> But listen, I've been you on the Daniel, Daniel Jones Dons? train too. I still Daniel believe Dons. in Daniel Jones. Hey, one he, game up on Daniel Jones two years ago. Hey, I, he, I looked like, he, he was looking like Josh Allen a couple plays with us, bro. But that's the Vikings. <laughs> Mac Jones was looking like uh freaking Dan Marino, bro. So, but but I don't know, like all of a sudden I'm watching and everyone's talking about Trevor Lawrence. Everyone's saying like, "Yo, the prince has finally arrived. He's here. He's he's this. He's that." And I'm just like, "Okay, where's this coming from?" Now, granted, they have they won how many games in a row or something like that. I don't five know. If it's, okay, and so they they're ahead, of, they're ahead of Tennessee. They they are leading their division right now. Yes. Okay, so I mean, I still don't know though if I'm putting them in the dangerous conversation. Yes, no, no, if, no. The char- if the Chargers go play one of those top three seeds. Okay, cool. You have to go ahead and play your best game. Um, but I don't know if the Jaguars, um, you know, matching up with Mahomes or matching up with the Bills, I don't know if those guys have to necessarily worry about Zay Jones and, and Trevor Lawrence like that. I just don't know. I think that they're one of those teams where the, every everyone still has something to play for. So you can't act as if some teams have taken their foot off the gas and others aren't. But I do think the level of desperation for a team like Jacksonville right now, who is scratching and clawing, or like a team like the Chargers, who after they lost that 49ers game, it was like, look, it's do or die time right now. Because it was not, I think they had lost like two or three in a row yeah, at that yeah. point. So I do think the Jaguars, they're they're that team that's young and don't know no better. And those teams have nothing to lose, right? Because they 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 were supposed to be a year away from doing something like this. There was optimism. They weren't supposed to be winning their division right now or leading their division right now. And so if they get in the playoffs, they have a Super Bowl winning head coach, which has to account and mean something. Yeah. 
And again, they're going to play free, right? The Bills have expectations on them. The Bengals yeah. have expectations on them. The Chiefs have expectations, though I don't know if it's necessarily fair with the amount of rookies they're playing. Yeah. But they have expectations on them. But that's Andy Reid yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, you're facing one of these teams that charges all – they're the charges, right? They always find the banana the banana peel, right? The ja- they're, they're the Jaguars, really, right? You play one of those teams that have nothing to lose while you have everything to play for, and if that game gets to be close in the fourth quarter, you could you could find a team playing tight who should not have been – who should – who has more experience and who should know better. That's all yeah. I'm saying. So just, again, AFC teams at the top, beware. <laughs> Don't think you riding on easy street. Don't think just because you got that home game, you have this experience that you can't get bit. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Anything else y'all want to say about the NFL? Once you make it to the playoffs, I feel like normally anybody can anybody can win a game. There's been very few wild card teams. There have been a couple that, I, that came in and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's dumb for them, but – all right, man. So let's let's jump into this final segment. We can call it a night. So um, I asked you guys top. So it, obviously at the end of the year. Um, so, you know, this is the year at the end of the year, you got your yearly lists. And so I asked you gentlemen for top five sports games of the year. I guess if if there was a moment within that particular game that stuck out with you, that could also work as well. I have a long list of honorable mentions. So I'm going to go through my honorable mentions and jump to my top five from five to one. And then y'all can give your top fives as well. So honorable mention, uh, Serena Williams' final match at uh, the U.S. Open. Um, she's the GOAT, one of the greatest icons in American sports history. Um, and to see her, you know, fight in a three-set mat- match, but ultimately not win and conclude her, her brilliant tennis career was something to watch. So salute to Serena. Clemson versus Notre Dame, I had to pick one of my per- – this was actually on my top five list and I removed it. But – Clemson versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman's first year, up and down season. Clemson at that time was ranked fourth in the first college football playoff poll, and they dominated them, um, giving them a win that I don't think Brian <laughs> Kelly ever delivered. Nothing against Brian Kelly. He just never delivered that type of victory while the head coach of Notre Dame. Bryce Harper, game five homer that sealed the NLCS versus the Padres. Bryce Harper was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, I think, as a 15-year-old. Um, and he's pretty much he hasn't won championships, but he's pretty much met the hype in terms of being one of the best players in the game. Tennis, Carlos Alcaraz versus Francis Tiafo, five set thriller. Carlos Alcaraz became the youngest, I think, uh, player to ever become number one after winning the U.S. Open. And that, oh, that was like I a semifinal matchup. Uh, Houston clinches the title in the MLB. Shout out to Dusty Baker. Um, I rooted for Dusty Baker for a long time, at least since he was the Cubs manager in the early 2000s. And then Tennessee versus Bama, uh, one of the first hyped matchups of the end of the college football season. That's a dishonorable uh, mention. It's not a dishonorable not, mention. We do not. We do not. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great game. Came down to the, the clinching field goal. Tears were shed all over uh, Rocky Top that day. I'm pretty sure there are kids who are in gestation right now, who are going to be named <laughs> Hendon and Jalen <laughs> and Brew and, and all other types of names from that team. And then lastly, honorable mention, Vikings versus Bills. Um, the the My number one on that list is going to be the last football game prior to this one that made me like run around my house. But when Josh Allen fumbled the football, I'm watching it on my phone and he fumbles and he's like, he lost the ball. 
the bike is up. And I'm like running yeah, around my house, like, oh my God, this <laughs> game is drunk. That game was crazy, right? So yeah. my top five from five to one. Um, so number five, Timberwolves versus Grizzlies, the entire series. It was highly entertaining in part because it was a comedy of errors from both sides. That's what I was about to tell you, though. It was more self-inflicted than it was like Duh. like Kentucky and Duke. You know what I'm saying? Like It wasn't like the greatest game ever played. And listen, I'm glad you brought up college teams because those were – I called that series a bunch of professionals playing like college kids because <laughs> at least four or five times a game, I'm like, why would you do this? Yeah, why would yeah. you file up four when he's taking a three? Like, like I just found myself going, oh, it was yeah. just – it was highly entertaining between those two, right, um, those two teams. Number four. The Netherlands versus Argentina in the knockout stages. I believe that was a semifinal matchup in the World Cup. That game was crazy, chaotic. The, the head referee was terrible. You had the soccer player kicking a ball probably 45 miles an hour at the, at the Netherlands bench, which almost started a brawl. They almost came to blows after the match. You got Messi basically doing this to one of the guys after the match, like, what's up? What's happening? <laughs> Um, so that was number four. Number three, UNC versus Duke, the final two games. Listen, the great there will uh, there will be greater things that happen in my sports fandom, but Carolina beating Duke in K's final game at Cameron, when he finally said he came out, I think he did a video and one of his like masterclass videos saying basically I coach selfishly. I was making it about me instead of about the team, mm-hmm. which that in, entire season was about you, K. Let's just keep it honest, <laughs> keep it a buck. And then knocking them out of the final four, Hubert Davis will, he might not, he might be a bust as a head coach, but he will have a winning record over Mike Krzyzewski for the rest of his life. Get Coach L out of here. We don't like you, Coach L. Anyway, France versus Argentina, number two. Um, I'm not a soccer, I'm not a huge soccer fan, even though I have two soccer matches on this list. There are a few times where games meet the hype, especially when you have someone as great as Messi. And kind of the next up guy in Mbappe, and that match had everything, and had I'm still every time I see Mbappe's goal in the 80th minute pop up on my timeline, I watch it. Replays of the game, I no matter where it is, I stop and watch for a few minutes. That met the hype to me. That was like that was the Jordan versus Kobe moment right there. Mm. Messi versus Mbappe, great World Cup final. And then number one, the other football game prior to the Vikings and Bills that had me running around my house like a madman. Bills versus Chiefs divisional matchup in the in 2022 January. 13 seconds left. My family's in the living room and they're like, is it over? And I'm like, yeah, it's done. Like there's nothing the Chiefs can do to come back in 13 seconds. And mm-hmm. the greatest football player um in the world right now made plays to get it done. So that's my top five, man. I'll let y'all go because I went far too long. I don't I don't I don't have an extensive list like you, but I would I will comment on yours and I I I, I do think that the Vikings and Bills are in the top 5 for me. Um I do have Bama and Tennessee also in the top 5. I think Bama and Tennessee would probably be above I don't know who would be 5 for me. I have to check. So I think Vikings Bills 4, Tennessee Bama um 3. But um as, as I'm, I I I think football is king. But I think you have to put France and Argentina above Chiefs and Bills for this one. For, and I, the, okay. the reason why is because the Chiefs and Bills, if it was in the Super Bowl, if it was in the AFC Championship, but it was in the second round, you know what I'm saying? 
and we're talking about the World Cup, bro. Like what you said, games being like when you live up to the hype, like you get like, and one thing, this is why baseball would never make my list because superstars get to avoid each other, right? Like the, 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 the greatest pitcher gets to go ahead and walk the greatest hitter. And I'm like, yo, that's not why I'm watching this game for. Go ahead and strike him out or go ahead and, you know, like make him like do something. Don't walk him. But like Mbappe and Messi, they did not avoid each other. They went goal for goal. Like they, they showed up. It wasn't somebody else on their team scoring. You know what I'm saying? This is why we were mad. Why Curry wasn't winning finals MVP. We was like, ah, yeah, but Iguodala did this. or this guy did that. And I was like, no, I want to see the superstars do it. And they showed up. And I don't even watch soccer, but I remember watching. And I was like, "Nah, there's no way, bro. There's no way Mbappe. They're down 2-0. You know what I'm saying? This is Kirk Cousins drinking the Gatorade in halftime, being down 33-0. This is Brady 28-3 praying in the middle of his bed. Mbappe came back and scores two goals. And then, you know, and it's like, yo, what is going on right now? I've never seen anything like this. And because it was in the World Cup, I have to put it above, even though, don't get me wrong, I remember exactly where I was for Chiefs Bills. I remember thinking some, they, they scored what 25 points in the last two minutes. I remember seeing, yep. I remember watching it and I was like, yo, what is happening? This is not supposed to happen. What is going on right now? And so um uh but that that would be that would be my only tweet to yours. I would definitely throw Bama Tennessee, but I would also put France Argentina above Chiefs and uh Bills. By the way. Estimated 3.5 billion people watched that final. Crazy. No, 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 no. I got that wrong. I got that wrong. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see. That was for they should have put that thing on an app for eight ninety nine. But did more people? I could have sworn that somebody said uh, this Eagles Cowboys game was supposed to break some record. Mm. Did it? I don't think 3.8 billion people watched them. I no, I got I got that wrong. I got that wrong. I got that wrong. Hold on, let me see. Yeah, I don't um, think I don't think that. I don't think 3.8 that was, that was the number. That's how many people watched the entire 2018 World Cup all oh, the way okay. from start to finish. Um, Who so watched that saying, game? See, I don't know. See, I I got to see. I have to find the numbers and post it. But like, because like, here's the thing: like, Bangladesh like loves Argentina because they love Messi. So like, you had the entire country of Bangladesh like watching the final. Like it, but anyway, so go ahead, work. I'll see if I can find the number, but go ahead. I don't know that I have really much different than what you guys already have. Um, I did like what Roy mentioned in that Kamara Usman match, um, that he lost, um, in the fifth round. I thought that was a good mention. Um, so yeah, I probably still, I probably have, you know, similar. Um, I know I put like my jokingly Tennessee, all Tennessee went in. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I did really, really honorable mention, enjoy the Celtics Cavaliers game from earlier this year. Um, I think that went into like two overtimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's one personally that I watched, and it was it was yeah, yeah. it was it was different than like um uh who was the Lakers? Was it Lakers and Celtics recently where they were like down twenty? You know that that was a that was, but um yeah. So I would have um I would definitely have France and uh, Argentina. I would definitely have Chiefs Bills. I would definitely have Tennessee Alabama. Um. Then I would probably well, Tennessee Alabama would be two, Chiefs Bills would be three, uh, France Argentina four. Let's see, five. What's five? Uh, what was one? The Cavs game? No, A Ward versus Rum Nitty. It's always oh. number one. It's always number <laughs> I one. forgot those were sporting events. <laughs> sporting event. 
Hey, for number five, just flip a coin on one of these Vikings eleven and zero games. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vikings, Vikings, Vikings Bills, definitely number one. So on all of the lists. All right, well, cool, cool. Y'all let us know what y'all think. You know what's the bottom five? That whatever flag football game Loso was playing when that guy ran into his knee. That's what's in the bottom five, all right? Whatever flag. Hey, we definitely got blown out that game too, bro. (laughs) Like, I had no no business running a jet sweep with, with like, two minutes left, bro. It's like, yo, what are we doing right now? Like, they're down 30. (laughs) Y'all let us know what y'all got for y'all top five events sporting events that you watch this year hit us up at brains and bars on twitter facebook um i'm also on instagram too um you hit us up there as well um that's our show for tonight man we appreciate y'all tuning in shout out to all of y'all who joined us throughout the show we appreciate y'all um please remember this weekend going down a war versus socon i battle uh are you guys what are you guys are you guys battling before the ball drops yeah, I told him in my contract I had to be out of there by 8 p.m. Oh, okay. That's fine, yeah, because I got so to get to Times Square. Good luck with that. Yeah, good I know, luck right? with that, bro. Yeah, yep. yeah. But uh, that goes down three hours. weekend on, on iBattle. Um, Loso had to bounce, so shout out to him. Um, hit us up. Like I said, <laughs> that's, like we never, that's like when you can't remember your slogan. Like, that, he just, like, basically was just, like, like, like just ended this round early. Yeah, so, well, everythingloso.com to check out any merch you have, music there. I am awardmerch.com for the merch you have there. Um, shout out to you. Appreciate you jumping on with us. And until uh, next time, yes, sir. it's been a black and, and white thing, man. We'll holler at y'all next week, man. Deuces. Yep.